0: Here at Text Talks, we constantly strive to spotlight authentic music trailblazers, which is why we're excited to have Text Talks styled by Ray-Ban this summer, helping us in our pursuit of featuring artists who are not afraid to be their authentic selves. You've got the look. Now come and have some fun with us in the sun. Together, Text Talks and Ray-Ban are saying, if you've got a challenge for us, no matter what it is, you are on. You can't predict the light, but with text Talks and Ray-Ban, you are always ready to capture it by living each day in the moment. You are on. Define your style at superbulous.com.
1: crazy. I remember about two years ago, um, when I was still working for Tex in the City, Tecla and myself went out for our annual uh, year-end function, just the two of us. And, you know, we like to be bougie. I heard that yell all the way in the back. So you can only imagine. It was sushi platters. It was bubbly. And if you're with Tecla, you got to keep it Italian, so you know it was Prosecco. And then um, one of our producers, Jonathan Ings, um, joined us and they caught me up very casually on their plans to launch this podcast a couple of months later. There we were in studio recording our first episode and from then up until meeting Matthew Lewis, our other producer, and writing the theme song with him, which was a first for me, we have come a very, very long way. So, so, so close to 100 episodes that I'm just going to preempt that century and... Ask for an applause, please. (laughs) (laughs) Happy-handed. I've got a couple more quirky facts that I want to add in with this podcast. A million is the exact number of times that we had to explain to a big corporate what podcasting is. Just give us your money, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) If you had to listen to our catalog from top to toe. That would be exactly 3,600 minutes, which is 60 hours. That is enough entertainment to and from Cape Town times two. So don't ever say, we don't got you covered. (laughs) Um, And now, getting to our main event. The guests that we've invited for this evening, um, one is from our season six, one of our favorites from season six and from season seven, both of whom I've had the privilege of interviewing separately. The first one Hailing from the Muet, the koning van Kakprat, <laughs> M- musician, producer, master of the ancient art of leganess. Can we please give a shout out to Peach van Pletsen? We're Next artist, another artist who I've had the privilege of interviewing this time for our pride campaign for Tex in the City, Spheres of Queer. Somebody who I instantly fell in love with two seconds within chatting to him with his his inspiration was just so tangible, so real, so sassy, with a wardrobe nearly rivaling mine. (laughs) the Wittbank hailing, but internationally recognized Armand Hubert, Bow, you are in the presence of Royalty. And it is my great privilege and honor to welcome the host of our series, the person who made all of this possible um, Multi award-winning journalist, editor of Text in the City on a personal capacity, my therapist, my friend, my mentor. Shout out to Tekla Chofi. Woo! Tekla, you take it away, baby
2: girl.
0: What a beautiful introduction. I'm dying. Thank you so much. Please give it up for El Clapper. Yeah. Oh my god. Guys, thank you so much for being here, being a part of the first Text Talks live recording ever. Give it up for yourselves. Okay? <laughs> so, Al has already done an amazing, amazing introduction, but. I have to reintroduce them because I love them so much and today I'm joined by two of my favorite people, uh, five-octave singer extraordinaire, talent, Armand Joubert, my darling, hello.
2: Thank you, my darling, for the marvelous introduction. <laughs>
0: singer, songwriter, producer, drummer, what don't you do, Peach?
3: Prat.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: but you, yay, 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 yay! Uh, but Peach, you prance so well, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I, I know that you and Armand, you know each other very well, you've worked together before, so this worked out quite nicely. Uh, it was a, a little bit of a last-minute thing, so thank you for coming on board. We appreciate you. We love you. But how is it to be sitting next to Armand after having worked with him on various projects? How does, how's the, the, the reconnection, the, the reunion?
2: Do you want to start? <laughs>
3: It's a very emotional, beautiful reunion. We cried at the back. We went to the bathroom and sobbed. Just
2: hugged it out. You and, know.
0: Um, we also kicked over a bucket. So anybody who's going to the bathroom, please just
3: be
2: careful.
0: Of... Clean up on aisle one. <laughs> we don't want anyone to die.
3: It's a bucket of our tears.
0: Oh my God, these effects are killing me. I love it.
3: <laughs> no, uh, it's really cool uh, seeing him in a, uh, again. It's quite an intimate thing working together in the studio and I think I was one of his first producers, I believe. Yes,
2: that's correct.
3: So, you know, you always
2: remember your first producer.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> for me, it's such an honor. Um, Peach and I have worked together for many years and we actually like, shared the stage as well where I was you know, performing Queen um, with the legendary Joseph Clark and you were on the drums Um, And um, yeah, he's like produced my first single after The Voice, which was Should I? And he made me so comfortable in the studio. It's just such a lack of oak. So it's good to be together again.
0: When, When I interviewed you, Armand, you spoke very, very highly of Peach. And we'll get to that. But another person that you spoke really highly of was Karin Zoid, who was your coach on the voice. And I want to play a little clip from our interview with you talking about her and how much her guidance meant to you. Let's take a little bit of a listen. And then what was your experience with her, working with her? What was it like?
2: You know what? The reason why I am so, like that I have the work ethic, that I have today is because of Corin Zoid. Like honestly, that woman is has the business brain that not a lot of people have. And then if if you ever question artists why they're successful, then you, if you get to meet them, then you then you know why. And she was like, I've always loved her growing up, um, and and you know just she's such an icon. Um, but then I saw her work ethic, and I was like, okay, because so. Fast forward right where where the the groups are chosen, all the people are in now we have our first meeting with Karen Zoit so that we can get ready and for for the battles and the knockouts you know to continue with the competition. She booked a a boardroom for us for her team. we were like fifteen people, and the first thing she said was like we got in there, and she's like, "I am gonna say something to all of you right now." I want to tell you that no one here is fucking fancy. So drop your egos. And I was like, Oh, Oh shit. This is like the principal, you know, the principal is giving it to you now. She was like, you make sure that you are rehearsed every day. If you come to me and you tell me you're nervous, then you don't know your words. She's like, I'm going to show you who the camera people are, who the, ba- like the band members are, the people that work behind the scenes because these people make you. I need you to know all of their names. You greet them before you go on stage. You make sure that if you're dressed, like if you go out to the garage to get milk, that you are dressed from bottom to top like because you're a brand now. And that just gave me like such a clear perspective of, that made me realize whether I want to do this full time or not, because then she made me think or made me realize this is a business. And I was absolutely blown away just by everything that she taught us because she taught us so much, like be prepared, be on time, be dressed, get ready. You know, there's no time to play. This is, this is a business. And that's what I needed to hear because I don't think a lot of people think it's a business. They think it's a game. So I have a lot of respect for her.
0: I think that that's such phenomenal advice from Karen yes. that you've just passed on. And I think that anybody who's listening to this, who's an up and coming musician or creative can really take all those points on and take them to heart because, you know, like I said in the beginning, your work ethic is incredible and it makes so much sense that you've inherited that from Karen. I had her on season two of Text Talks. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> oh my god, these effects are killing me. But listen, firstly, it's really weird to listen to myself like right? in real time back and look <laughs> at what I'm saying. But I really feel like so firstly, I messaged Karen, right? And I told her we were doing the show. And I said to her, I said, belief, can you send me a lack of voice note that I can play for everybody where you can talk about, like, how amazing Armand has done and like how proud you are of him. But unfortunately, I had sent her three voice notes about two, three weeks ago that she hadn't read. So she read those and she replied to those voice notes instead of the the current ones. So I didn't get the voice note that I wanted. Um, But she did message me um, about 10 minutes ago saying, just basically a very short message saying that, Aman has an incredible work ethic, like I said, and she can't wait to see your star rise to the top. Aww. So, I, I, yeah, I thought that that was a that that really... Yeah, it was That's really, really, really sweet. That was really Thank
2: you. <laughs> That's really sweet. Thank you so much. Now, she's really, really, like, opened up my eyes, because, you see, I, I think so many young artists, we go into the game thinking, oh, I want to be a star, you know, I want to be famous, but you don't actually think of the music industry as a business and um with that guidance she really she really opened up my eyes to just be focused because it's it's a business it's it's not a game at all so i'm very grateful for her and
0: i was wondering apart from karen and peach who you also spoke very glowingly about during the podcast who have been some of the other people that you've worked with that have either inspired or shaped your trajectory in music
2: Oh, my goodness. There's so many people. I mean, there's even people in this room. Yotu Croft, right there, sitting there. <laughs> Such a big inspiration love for him, me. Love him, love him. Love you. Half a
0: heart, All heart. Um, heart, there we
2: go. <laughs> yeah, there's so many people. Like, Yotu has personally, in the last year of my career, really inspired me just to be myself 100% and have confidence um, in my own skin and in my talent and just... Not to give a flying fuck what people think. Yes, baby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because people think a lot, but that's, that's not your business, that's their problem. Um, but just so many people I've always been inspired by. It's not someone I personally know, although I think so. Mariah Carey. Yeah! <laughs> Mariah, Britney Spears. Uh, also, just... Britney is free. Free Britney, yeah. Britney
0: is free. Come on. When we spoke, when we had our uh, original interview, she wasn't free. And we were talking about how much of an inspiration she was to you. Yes. Better For Me, the song that Armand walked out to. Uh, influenced very heavily by Britney Spears. Yes. So, now she's fucking free. Yeah. She's free. She can do whatever she oh wants to do. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. So, it's just so many inspirations. And people in my life. I think the biggest inspirations come from people that um, other people might not even know. Just like people that are like family and friends and... Yeah, I've been influenced by a lot of people, and I always try and keep my mind open to being s- still being influenced because it's you're always gonna grow no matter how successful you become. Or yeah, so I always want to grow.
0: I follow you very closely on social media, and it seems to me like you have a very, very supportive family. Um, which I mean, in this game, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Peach, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a game; it's, it's business. It's- <laughs> Come on now! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But I mean, to have a supportive family and friend base makes the world of difference. Okay. But another moment from our podcast that I want to talk about was when you said to me that to date you had not received one cent of royalties from your music. And I thought that that was so fucking insane because you have six number one singles on radio. And to not have received any royalties at all, I, I, like, it, it was so mind-blowing for me. So I just want to, I want to take a listen to that clip so that all of you can hear again what arman told me because I think that it's very important. And I won't
2: name names because I don't want to get into legal things, but people were really just, they just threw me to the wolves and I really had to become hard. I had to become a bitch You know, I had to become really, like, fight for my shit. So the people that I was signed with and that was supposed to do my publishing and stuff never registered me or signed papers with me. Um, So I, I went and backtracked, like, all of my records and the stuff that's been playing on radio and it didn't pull through. My name was spelled wrong on some of my songs and... I just never um, heard anything from them. They never cleared anything with me. Like artists need, every six months, an artist needs to get like, a, you know, just like, like proof of what's coming through for you with your music that's playing on radio, like a statement. I didn't get any of that. So until recently, like last, like the two years, I've been really struggling hard. So my fiance and I was like, fuck it we're just gonna do it ourselves really dig deep and just started claiming the stuff that's mine and then we saw that some of the labels actually claimed more than six times just on one of my songs and i've never seen my money so i was like you know what if i have to become a p o e s i will (laughs) because i have to fight for my craft and yeah that's been the journey like if you don't if you're not on it with these things people will take you for a cunt obviously like honestly
0: I love how you said cunt, but then you were like P-O-E-S. Like, puss is my favorite word of all time. Yes, one of I my favorite always feels words.
2: Like I never know when I've come, like, when I can actually say it, but I say puss so many times because this is just the best word ever. There's no better word than puss.
0: I think you and I bonded over that the first time we met because I said puss and you were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're one I of like us. People
2: that, people that say puss, there's just no... They just do not pretend And I cannot, I cannot deal with fake people And that's why I love you so much Because you're just so real
0: Oh my god, I love that so much I had no idea you were going to include all of that <laughs> but, but that's rad um, So that moment <laughs> Apart from all of the swearing, I love it That moment pisses me off so much But mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month I was so happy to get a voice note from you saying that finally, finally, after so many years.
2: After five years. Five
0: years! You had gotten your first payout of royalties. Okay. Yes! Yes! Free (laughs) Armand! Yes! Free Free (laughs) Armand! So, what (laughs) what I want to know is, A, how did you celebrate? And B, what did you buy? Because I know you. I know you. I know you Ooh. bought something.
2: Wow. Um, well, I cried a lot. I really You were cried. crying in the voice note that you said. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I was actually like the first person I need to message was you. Because I knew we had a conversation about this. And I love that your platform allows people just to speak the truth and just to be, you know. Not a lot of people. A lot of people, times when you, when you have conversations with people, they take it out. And I love about I love it about you. We can just be yourself on your on your platform. So thank you for that. And I just celebrated. I was crying with my fiance, Yaku, over there. God, stand you're up so, so everybody hot. can see you. Stand up, baby.
0: Yeah, stand up,
2: you hearts, Come. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So he's he's yeah, not even yeah. You see, he's the brains and the beauty in this relationship. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for him, like, he really, you know, just stood by my side and helped me, you know, just get to the, to the business side of things and just, you know, fight really hard to get my money. Like, it was hard because there's so many paperwork that we needed to go through. My name was spelled wrong by the record companies. So, they, so I couldn't, you know, get my money because it, they thought it was another person. So we had to go through so much shit. But I got it. And uh, thank you. Hey. And we put a deposit down on the new house. Yeah. Oh my God, Congrats. that's amazing. Congrats. Yes. And um, the first thing I bought myself was a guitar. Yeah.
0: What did, what did you call the guitar?
2: The guitar is called Dawn. Dawn. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, I was just like, the first thing I have to buy for myself is something um, back into my career because I can write more songs on yeah. it, and it's really been life-changing. Because I never thought. I remember when I bought the guitar, I cried probably for an hour. I was like, I can't believe I just bought myself my very first instrument with my own money. Because my all of the time, like you know, like it was a difficult time for artists during COVID. So every time I made money, it you know it goes into rent and food and stuff like that. So to to be able to have so much more, and see your money that that was my music playing on radio and that's the money i got from my music so that was one uh, more time so a liberating moment. one more
0: time <laughs>
2: i'm taking a sip
0: peach my friend you've been in the industry for a very very long time and hearing that story what do you think what does it spark in your mind cavity that maybe you know It's a lesson that you learned the hard way, like Armand, um, and something that could have saved you, like a nugget of wisdom that could have saved you all of these years.
3: Yeah, it's it's sadly a story I hear a lot. So it's not, um, sadly, not a unique thing. A lot of artists that come to the studio that I work with have the exact same story, so obviously labels... Like taking the money for themselves. And um, it's fine,
0: we can say puss on this podcast. It's yeah, okay, we've I've, established I've that. I picked up on
3: that. <laughs> it's funny because he spelled puss and then know. said cunt. Yeah. I was like, P O E S, cunt. cunt. Like, cunt.
2: <laughs>
3: it was also funny because I felt like I was zoning out on those two little green lights and. Um, I thought he was speaking, but it was the recording. And I looked, and I was acknowledging. And I looked at him, and he was speaking, but his mouth wasn't moving. And I was like, "Oh shit!" The edibles are starting it's to kick in. baby. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. When um, when I started, I was with. I've been with three labels in my throughout my career, and I wasn't really happy with any of them. There's always the weird. Um, royalty vibe, and then I always tell people, if you can, go independent, do it, because labels are just um, banks for musicians, and they charge massive interest rates um, on your kints, which is a weird thing to, to tax people on, but um, so if you can do it, and you have the discipline to invest your own money back into yourself, and to pay for your own PR, photo shoots, booking agents, whatever the costs are, then do that and just ignore the labels. We don't need them anymore because um, we're not selling CDs. We're uploading, you know, digital <laughs> files. <laughs> yeah,
0: Exactly. And uh, listen, I don't know if you know this. I'm not sure if maybe my producer told you, but if he didn't, I want to congratulate you because you officially have the longest... Podcast on Text Talks to date, So please really? give it up Woo! for the longest podcast, Peach Van Pletzer. Yay! Woo! You love to talk. You're about right. like 10 minutes longer than Das Kapital, who loves to talk oh, more than goodness. anybody. Oh my Doesn't he
3: talk for a living? Oh
0: my god, he talks for a living, and your podcast is longer than his, so you must know. And special bonus,
3: we're going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. now.
0: <laughs> Woo! But... Yeah. I want to talk about your recently wrapped online interview series called Pratting, which is very it's it's very apt, right? But for those who don't know what pratting is about and have never seen Pratting, explain to us the vibe no. and <laughs> like who you interviewed and also are we getting a second season because I fucking loved it. No, you Prating. see. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Be proud
0: of you?
3: yeah. I'll let the music do the
1: talking.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: oh, you make it look good.
0: Oh, we are. Never mind.
3: There will be a second season because, yes, you know, in these times of uh, reflection, it gets you thinking, and once you start. The desire to start prating follows (laughs) (laughs) rather shortly after that. So, no, there will be a second season. It's a talk show that um, exists somewhere between absurd and philosophical, raw and ridiculous, I guess. And um, each guest sort of determines what the tone of that episode is going to be. And then we just prot. I don't brief them. I don't really prepare, <laughs> and uh, we just, yeah, we we prod And sometimes it's very ridiculous, and sometimes it gets surprisingly deep as well. Yeah, very deep. Like conversations tend to do from time to time.
0: I mean, like you spoke about like porn and death and. Yeah hallucinogenics, and I mean, it was
3: a... I'm surprised not more people speak about porn Come because...
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, no, we're speaking about it now. <laughs> yeah,
3: true, and uh, yeah, so it's... Um, the funny thing is, people saw the list of guests when we were pitching it as a talk show to, to you know, the labels of TV, let's, let's say, and they looked at it on paper, and they were like, love it, we want to buy it, love these <laughs> guests. And then they watched 15 minutes of episode one. They said, no, we're not touching this with a, a nine-foot pole because um, Jack Parrow was talking about dubbing porn into Afrikaans <laughs> so, so, so that the Afrikaans purists can feel better because <laughs> they feel more guilty about the porn being English oh God, than, than watching was. porn. Um, and then he launched into mushrooms And he obviously also said COVID's a puss So Yeah
0: I mean All you know, Like the two of you had to do Was just come on this podcast And say puss, 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 puss As much as you want Yeah and, <laughs> Yay I'll
3: get it out of my system later I'm building up to it I no. feel like uh, You can't you, you, you need to drop it When it's like Right When it's on. hot Yeah
0: No, I understand I'm going to
3: have one tonight One
0: Just one hey. How's your gin and tonic doing, by the way?
3: It's low on the ground, but it's good. Um, is it?
0: Oh, look at France oh, wow, picking it up gentleman. for you. you. Oh, wow! What a gentleman, donkey. Gareth, do we maybe have a um, a stool for Peach to put his uh, drink on, like? It
3: is delicious, though.
0: Like myself, where's my? Oh, oh it's in my hand. There we go. <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you. Oh, shit. Um, you and I spoke about a lot of things on our three and a half hour podcast. <laughs> it felt very long, but it was lacquer because it went fast. Yeah. But one of the things that we spoke about, the clip that we're gonna play now, is when you told me about the early days of Bitter Ender and how lacquer it felt, and then also we spoke about that amazing, iconic performance at Opikopi. Let's take a listen. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where the strength of Bitter Ende lies because you all excel individually at what you do. And then when you put it together, it's like this explosive combination of Afrikaans rap and like visual stimulation. That's also one of the things that I have grown to love about Bitter Ende so much is your live performances, which are just incredible. And uh, I really look forward Thank to you. you guys performing on a on a bigger stage on a festival stage um i think my my favorite performance of yours that i saw was oppi poppy in 2016 um, No, that one
3: was was special
1: yeah Woo!
3: so many you so many people still recall that one because i think Oppie was also in such a great space Mm -hmm. then and i think that attendance was like amazing and bitter Ender was in a in a very high peak as well and visually musically um we and we had a big catalog by then and it was just sort of like we were basically playing greatest hits um and you know going very theatrical and sort of incorporating drums and and all sorts of things. And Louis was getting more and more sort of, you know, deeper and more over the top with the visuals. We're thinking back to it now. I'm even like, I I don't even think we realized what we were actually busy making Mm. while you have it. It's just, it's so funny how you, you need time and distance from your own, creation or art in order to be able to, to absorb it or appreciate it. I wish I, you know, I could could do that show now again, obviously. <laughs> you know, I think most, most musicians in the world are probably wishing the same thing.
0: Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I saw... Last weekend, you actually played a show with the uh... Dana. Yes,
3: it was very, very special. First club show in two years.
1: Jeez.
0: What was the vibe like?
3: Insane. I was. I thought because you start to believe, you know, if you if you don't feel like you're always pushing and always on social media and always getting the interactions oh, it's over, you know, it's died down. And I thought, Bitter Einer, you know, having been going for, well, you know, over a decade, that maybe, you know, the peak was then 2015, 16, 14. So we kind of said, yeah, we're doing a show in Pretoria. And then it was sold out. It was good.
0: Wow. Oh, and, my God. Uh, Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it just felt... So cool, the energy in the room. I was like, holy shit, Bitter ain't is heavy. Yeah. I forgot how heavy that band is. It's fucking heavy. Yeah. I've, I had neck spasms for like six days <laughs> after the show. From I was like, how do you jam to this shit again? Because the crowd gave so much energy and you can't not, you know, go on that. You can't give it, not give it back. Yeah. Um, so there was this beautiful chemistry, and it fucked up my neck. It was worth it, how's totally your, worth it. How's your neck now? I'd say it's about uh, it's about fifteen percent. No, you, of <laughs> okay, fifteen percent cock.
0: Ah, kakhruet. So that means eighty-five
3: <laughs> percent good. So uh, I'm healing. Do
0: you need a tequila for that fifteen percent of cock? Jono, I think. If it's he needs ice a cold tequila. and someone's
3: rubbing it onto to my neck, yeah. Can we
0: organize this? Come. I mean, we are a podcast of dreams. Let's do it. Ah, look, everybody give it up for my producer Jonathan Igs making this tequila. Oh, I said almost a tequila rub happen. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, no, no I you. didn't ask for that. No, no, no. that ask the oh, it's
3: not I But
2: big. this is
0: on camera and the camera's is pointed towards me. Oh, Guys, I, can... I
2: just... Full disclaimer. What? I've never drunk tequila before. Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virgin. Really? No, no. Hey, now
0: I have to look at your fiancé. Really? Uh, you
3: didn't forget your first really? time. Really? Oh, yes.
2: I've never... Look, but, but it, I'll, I'll do it on text what? Okay, well, okay, this but is on wait. camera, so yeah. smile. Before okay. you do,
3: important thing to remember, oh, keep that on? close okay. for afterwards, and don't breathe immediately after you oh drink my it.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Can we sign NDAs, please?
3: And if you are going to throw it, do it on her. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. No, okay. Don't do it <laughs> on me. do I thought we were friends. <laughs> What's going on here? Okay, okay. wait. I'm ready. Oh, are we going already? Okay. Yes. Delicious.
0: That's definitely Omega.
2: Oh my god. First time. Wow. Yeah.
3: And? Ooh. And?
2: Now <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how you use it. Wow. Yo. That, that tasted like a full on cactus. Yeah.
0: Lucky, oh eh? Hey? Yeah. And we've only just begun.
2: Sure, safe space. <laughs> yeah, safe space, yes!
0: Um, so, uh, what were we talking about? Were we talk about Bitter ainda yes. Love Bitter Ender. I like anda. the way you
3: say that, Bitter ainda
0: Bitter But also, my Afrikaans accent we've established is kark. So... I don't know. No, no, no. Because I can't roll my R's, right? So, and it's very important. Roll uh, mm, mm. <laughs> your Yeah, no, but also in Afrikaans, but also in Italian... It's important to be able to roll your R's, right? Oh, fuck, I oh. can't. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's really cuck. So that's why people are always like, oh, what Street, oh, Kloof Street, No, oh, Kloof Street, oh, Kloof Street. i like, but that doesn't have an R in it. Maybe I should just stop talking. Wait, I can't. I'm the host. Um, so we were talking about bittereinde. Yes. And I want to talk about Van Pletsen because I would stick my neck out and say, one of your best chums, if not your best chum, Mathieu, whose surname I still can't pronounce, even though we had a whole lesson during the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, let's just call him Nax, right? I mean, the two of you, you started this amazing duo, we spoke about it a lot on the podcast about how in the beginning people didn't understand what the fuck you were doing. They thought they were like, Are you being serious? Like, like people are concerned. And I really wanna play the section where you talk about how you started Van Pletsen. Because also you are a you're a very, very busy man and you were doing a thousand and one things at the time. So you just decided to start. Quote unquote, the best duo in the history of man. I think that's what I called it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Play that clip, Maddie. Where do you have time to fit or start what is arguably the best duo in the history of the world, Van Pletzen, that you started with Max?
3: I need this <laughs> quote, and I need it on repeat, and I need to play it while I sleep, as as a reminder that it is indeed the best duo duo in the history of the world.
0: Yeah, when we talk about the best duo in the history of the world, we talk about Van Pletzen. the two are synonymous with each other.
3: Oh, I'm I'm smiling really <laughs> inside my soul as well. I'm um, getting I'm look, getting
0: my producer to isolate this bed and send it to you.
3: <laughs> Please, please. And I'll put music under it and <laughs> um, get naked and in the bath and then just listen to it.
0: The best in the history of the world, the best viewer oh, yeah. in the history of the world. Sounds like a good night
3: out. You know? Oh, it is. It's as good as as it can be. But, okay. So, yeah. I, how do I find time? The, the thing is, um, I actually hired this very talented half-French bombshell of a young producer called Mathieu Ariacombe.
0: Okay, so this is also something that has elude, eluded me forever. How do I pronounce Mathieu's surname?
3: Ariacombe.
0: Ariacombe. Of
3: Ariacombe. Ariacombe. <laughs> Depends where you are and what you are, but it's not Abercrombie. Okay. Um, although I once uh, had a fight with his older brother, Johan, mm-hmm. and I called him Abercrombie and bitch. Nah, like, Stop being such an Aber- Abercrombie and bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I hired Mathieu. Um, this was pre Nex, And um, we produced so much music together for other artists. Um, if people only knew the hits that they love, that that we create. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but uh, and we, th- at that point, I moved to the studio to Greenside in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. I actually think I bumped into you there one day.
0: Uh, a yes, Shadow
3: Boxer, maybe.
0: Yes, yes, we um, did. I was uh, suffering from a very bad hangover. I remember it very clearly. I, <laughs>
3: I've been expecting you. You A hangover, nah. No. <laughs> 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 no so um we were working and we were steadily busy for like over a year and then suddenly there was this little lull for a few days and we were like sitting drinking beer actually at Shadow Boxer, and we were speaking about afrikaans music and what we thought was just missing and lacking and then I said, why don't people just write in Afrikaans the way they talk? Like, mm. you know, and um, chowing space cakes on an island. Because it's like, if you go on an island as a 20-something with a, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and you have to write a song about that, why do the minute it becomes Afrikaans, do people think it needs to become more... Wholesome and holy. Gentle fade. Yeah,
0: yeah, gentle fade. Gentle fade, but I wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted more. But I loved your answer. I loved what you said to me. And I also loved how um, you weren't, like I said before, you, you weren't shy about saying how the Afrikaans community were very
3: concerned.
0: concerned yeah. about what you were doing with Van Pletsen because they didn't understand the satirical vibe
3: to it. Well, it came off the back of Bitter Einder, which is quite yeah, conscious conscious and serious and quite heavy. And also yesterday's pupil for a proper throwback. Shout out. <laughs> what about <laughs>
0: Oerloch Frankenstein? Yeah, as well. Yeah, So a lot of
3: darker dance like serious more, you know, English, not Word of Frankenstein, but projects, and then suddenly, Van Pletzen*, Aylan stale, and people couldn't navigate that in their mind, and people came up to me, I remember, at Any Boss one year, and they're like, what are you, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, are you trying to make mainstream Afrikaans pop and failing at it? Because you're not getting it right. Uh, But they thought that's what I was trying to do, but it wasn't, obviously, and, um, I kept saying to people, don't overthink it. If you're overthinking if yeah. you overthink it, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. No one watches a Will Ferrell movie and say, but is it really a movie? Yeah. Was, <laughs> are you serious? It's like, well, I learned the script. There's a cameraman and a DOP, so yes, we're fucking serious. Just because it's funny doesn't mean it's not serious. It's still, you know, still work. Um, but, um, yeah, it's people... People didn't understand it at first. And shout out to... I don't know where G. Willie is.
1: He's
0: here. He's here. He's here. here. Gareth. He's trying to pull
3: up the generator.
0: Oh, But why is he the...
3: Well, uh, someone should tell him that I said shout out to G. Willie for being the first person to ever book fun plets and totally blind. We never played a show or anything. (laughs) And... uh, Whoa. That applause, it's the, the, the edible every time. I'm no, like, whoa, edible. you guys are really making a lot of noise. But yeah, I had to, like, a little bit of convincing, but I know how to convince someone. I, I gave him a joint and I said, dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> listen to this and picture yourself on an island, but also at Opikopi. And you can make that happen by booking us right now for this Black Friday special. <laughs> you know, and he just, um, I could see he wasn't sure. And he sort of looked at it and he was like, ah, you know that face he makes? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like, a, it's definitely got a vibe. It's unique uh, or something. And then he yeah, he called two weeks later and he made the booking. So our first show was Opicope. <laughs> Shana, pretty
0: G. Willie You're somewhere here I wish we you know heard you the got story Instead of f- no, filling you, up you, the no, generator No, he he's probably hiding in the office Like no, doing yeah, some sort of official I vibe I mean, that's even <laughs> He's making sure that the podcast actually runs So that's even better yeah. Yay, G. Willy, Shout out, we love you. Yeah, ah. yeah, love you Where's the shout out Yay um, effects when I need it ah. Where's it? Yay! Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: To me, that's not there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's over there. Oh, my God. But listen, I know you're supposed to be in Amsterdam like yesterday, tomorrow.
3: Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow
0: for shows. And, you know, it's very strange because as the world tends to open up slash not open up, we don't know what the fuck is happening.
1: My fellow South Africans. Hi.
0: Hi. Hi. No, that was a good one, though, but uh, That,
2: yeah, one that was a very good one. <laughs> oh, my God. That was traumatized. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Wow. So oh, my God. That's like Squid Game vibes. Yo.
0: We had another, <laughs> an, another tequila. No, never mind. That's not what I wanted to ask. No, tequila wasn't on the game plan. The game plan was, you're supposed to be overseas tomorrow, but unfortunately, you can't. So it's this really strange reality that we're faced with, like trying to plan the future but we can't plan the future do you know what i mean so what like i don't Learning want to, to live you, in the
3: moment yeah. but also hating the moment yeah i fail <laughs>
0: so when you yeah. so when you look into your crystal ball what do you see Fuck, in the future for peach
3: Peach or for the globe? No, for
0: Peach. <laughs> no, for Peach. For Peach.
3: Um, it is hard to plan the future, so I've, I have learned to be more content with whatever. I wasn't even really bummed, even though it was this huge dream to uh, do this tour in uh, Netherlands and to finally take Van Pletzen into the European techno underground. But uh, um, when they were like, it's like the fourth time it had to be postponed. But this one was right on the last moment and no one saw it coming because it's the first world and aren't they all, you know. I mean, what's going on? (laughs) Um, But I didn't even feel too bleak. I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, at least, you know, I'm going to have the summer in South Africa and are going to get that. to do this. Yes, yes just, you, you know?
0: <laughs> and, also, and also, thank you for coming on board at the last minute. Yeah, you.
3: things happen at the last minute. Now with the industry sort of being open again, people call you up or email you and like, hey, yeah. can you do this big show yeah. on Wednesday? And you're like, okay. It's, like, it's the way it works now. So everything's last minute. So <laughs> I don't know what the future holds. But I do feel like a new and unfamiliar chapter.
0: But that's lacquer, though. That's
3: yeah, nice. I'm gonna. I. I think that's what 2022 is gonna be. Something that I can't plan or predict, but I'm gonna go with it in any way.
0: And Armand, same question for you. Wow. What are your hopes, fears, dreams, vibes for 2022? Uh, Minus the wedding (laughs) If that's going to happen in twenty twenty two,
2: We hope so We hope so We want to have a big wedding But we want to have a flashy wedding You know
0: I would not expect
2: anything less Than a flashy
0: wedding from the two (laughs) of you Oh my god
2: Yeah, I think for me It's just important to just uh, Stay true myself, I think we as the queer community have come such a fucking long way and um, I just see so much more queer artists coming up, queer events happening Um, and I just want to keep on being hopefully a pioneer within the industry and inspire young and upcoming artists and just people in general you know, to listen to queer music and even though you might not look at me as even queer, I just want to make good music and just really hope for world domination. That's it.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to be very honest. I can sit and talk to the two of you for, like, the next two hours because I love you so much. And you're just... Both of you are phenomenal. And each of the chats that I've had with you have been so great. But we have to end it here. Elle is going to end it off. And we are going to have a big, fat jaw. And it's going to be amazing. So I just want to say, from me, one last time, thank you so much to everybody for coming. You guys are all incredible. We're making history here, hopefully. And hopefully this isn't the last of the live show's that we're doing. And hopefully in the future, I can invite both of you back for like a reunion, because that would be amazing. A very emotional,
3: very emotional. emotional, An
0: emotional
2: reunion, (laughs)
0: oh my God. (laughs)